Hey, how's it going? Welcome to Pro Football Ireland. We are on the cusp of the championship weekend in the NFL. Uh, a big weekend ahead. Uh, very, very happy to be joined. Obviously, Michael McQuinn, Mark Hogan, Michaela Fagan. Um, look, it's, it's, it's a huge weekend, Mark. Uh, welcome in, obviously, and hopefully we don't have any controversies like Glenn, for example, in the gala last weekend, who were absolutely robbed. And if that was a sovereign county or a sovereign team, that would have been replayed within seconds. I had to get that onto a podcast somewhere. Oh but my it's, uh, God. A oh warm, my warm God, welcome Michael. to you, my friend. That's, I cannot, we said we'd get this podcast done in 40 minutes and you open up with the whole Glenn controversy. Are you mad? <laughs> it's like, a note to in, add to this it. podcast. I, I, a quick note to add to this podcast and it does have relevance. Um, I think this guy could coach an NFL team. I used to work with Balky Work, so I've got time for Big Mal. He's a legend. So yes, they were robbed. But welcome in. It's Championship Weekend, my friend. Yeah, no, and you know, they say that the best week of football in the NFL is week one or the wildcard weekend, but without a shadow of a doubt, I'm here. We're not doing a, a video podcast at the moment, and I'm glad because I am frantically changing my notes around prioritizing what I do and don't want to say, because honest to God, like you said that you're flip-flopping with your picks. I'm flip-flopping with at least one of my picks, and I just think they are sensational matchups. And after a season where there wasn't a lot of barn burner games, like, give me a break. These are incredible. See, senor. Uh, Michaela, Michaela, what is the crack? Hi, welcome in. Championship weekend. I will echo what Mark said. The people saying last weekend's the best weekend of football divisional weekend. Even some people saying that, but wildcard weekend. Surely this is the best because it's the last time you get two games in one night. It's, you know, the winner goes to the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl sometimes, as much as the occasion is incredible and even to be in person, is it's un, it's unbelievable. But to actually have those two final games championship winner goes to Arizona for me it's the best what's your thoughts I think yeah I do get the that the wild card or the divisional or the um championship games are probably even somehow be are more I wouldn't say exciting but do end up being better games than the Super Bowl because Obviously, when you get to the Super Bowl, there's a lot of, you know, nerves can come into it. The player on the occasion may get to a few players, a few coaches where I kind of I like I feel like the the championship game, obviously, if they they want to win that, obviously, to get into the Super Bowl. But it's also kind of like I think like they obviously want to prove as well that they're they're best in the whole division and it, it is kind of sad like one of the best things about watching the nfl is that when you're on when you have a sunday you can literally watch three games well for us it's usually three games on a sunday or you know you watch the red zone or you know or you know you, you get to you have games on at six you have games on at nine you have games on 1 a.m here in ireland and it's just kind of like you'll just you're so not even like you just have so many options and it's kind of like so it does kind of get exciting because it's like you're the the divisional games and the wild card and stuff like that and championship games are like getting to the last dance so it, it I think yeah I do agree that yeah it's probably more ex exciting because you still have the Super Bowl to look forward to but when you get to the Super Bowl it's kind of depressing to think that after this like one hour of gameplay you know that it's all over for like however many months we all have to find something else to keep us happy 
I'm 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 definitely ready for the break. I, I'm very excited for the next few weeks, but I'm I'm ready to get more than five hours sleep a night. Uh, I'll publicly say that on the podcast. Very very fortunate and lucky, and enjoy the crack here. But that's that's when we go into the whole conversation about are the are are the Bears going to completely f up the first pick of the draft, and in which way will they do that? Because they are going to, and that will stem a conversation for a month in the in the draft period. And believe me, as we all know, it flies in. So it's going to make a crack and. Mark was talking about audio podcasts. We probably will be going back to video podcasts uh, before Paddy's Day, I would imagine, not, not too long after the Super Bowl. Um, and obviously maybe the week of the Super Bowl as well. So please bear with us on that. And thank you very much, folks, for your unending and incredible support on the podcast front. Um, right, let's jump into it. Obviously, we're going to hit the AFC Championship first. And we're recording this late in the late in the day on a Wednesday evening light the candles it's that late in the day and um, so anything could happen obviously between now and the weekend of course you can never predict the future so do take that into account when you're listening to this podcast but Mark if we start off on the Bengals Chiefs AFC Championship game a, a rematch of last year um, a hell of a game last year I'll, I'll never forget how I felt when the Bengals done it I was I was so shocked last year only because it was like the Bengals in the Super Bowl. They've beaten Patrick Mahomes. It was such an intriguing time. And obviously, when we got out to LA, like it was it was insane to see the amount of Bengals fans there. It, like the stadium was like 60-40, maybe 70-30, if I'm being honest. The, the whole side of the soap that I was on was all Bengals fans. So I'm thinking to myself, first off, what about all the credit unions in Cincinnati that are in trouble at the minute after last year and everyone's getting the the dollars out to, to get to LA and you know they're probably panicking now and secondly are the credit unions ready to gain because as the time of recording we still are not fully aware of Patrick Mahomes um, injury status he had a walk through today and he also done a press conference where he just walked off normally I've seen a video where he jogged none of us are medical experts or doctors in any way shape or form but you would think He's hiding something, Mark. Maybe I'm being optimistic here. I'd say he's going to be maybe at, what, like 70, 75% ready to go on Sunday. And I think that plays a major factor into this performance because the Chiefs need to look at different avenues, especially that run game, which they have found some slight success on. But they're going up in a, in a beast with Lou Anarumo and this, and this Bengals defense. Yeah, 1,000%. Look, we don't want to just harp on about Mahomes, because I was talking to actually someone um, in Dublin about the. I, I kind of said to a sports fan, I said, out of the teams that are left, who is it, who interests you most in terms of Super Bowl? I was kind of thinking in terms of our own content, what result we kind of want that engages the kind of outside fan that's going to come on board for the next little while. And he said, yeah, sure, look, the um, pizzazz that Mahomes brings. And, you know, he said, that's the depth of my knowledge when it comes to Kansas City Chiefs. At least with the 49ers, they have their history and enjoyed the Philadelphia run. And uh, when you reference the credit unions, I suppose the Bengals fans are here to stay. So maybe they don't need to go all wall because they can hope that it's their week or year in, year out. At least that's the narrative has changed this week that they are a contender and it wasn't a fluke as uh, we all expect or was the talk only <laughs> eight days ago but yeah Mahomes is definitely injured when I'm thinking about this game I'm thinking about the 2021 Super Bowl when the Bucks were able to bring pressure and ruin the game really now that was because the Chiefs had an offensive line that was banged up at the time and they were able to bring the pressure and Mahomes was able to get out of it and you know you have these images of Mahomes extending plays and you know sometimes he goes on his little runs you know he picks up 10 yards gets out of bounds Mahomes is going to be missing that this 
week now the benefit for home since that game is there was a stress on you know the likes of Mitchell Schwartz and that were out of Kansas City and they did bring in Orlando Brown they did bring in Joe Tooney those guys were both pro bowlers this year as was Creed Humphrey their center so they do have an offensive line that can still protect uh, Patrick Mahomes but when you talk about um, the Bengals defense they have been able to script and change week in, week out what they're doing against their opponents. They did just see this um, Chiefs team only in the beginning of December. Obviously, there was a three-point win for Bengals. They've been talked about this week. They're 4-0 against the Chiefs the last couple of years. But I think that, yeah, Lou Anarumo has proven that he can change what he wants to do. And he can successfully do that week in, week out. I'm going to talk about the Chiefs defense in a minute, but I suppose the one weakness for the Bengals, it screams to me at least, is Eli Apple. They made the talk that he's done this week on Twitter and saying, you think he'd be a bit more focused, but whatever, let him do it. Because he has the back of Unbelievable. But there's something I really, really want to mention, right? And this is what I think the game comes down to. The Miami Dolphins quarterback is injured in the playoffs. Who do we say is going to bail Miami out? A few weeks back. In the playoffs. In the playoffs. With the talk going into the game was Tyreek Hill is the man yeah. you put all your stuff onto, right? Tyreek Hill, Jill and Waddle. But then you But it was all it was Tyreek Hill and the Miami Dolphins. And what I'm thinking about is I've no sympathy for the Chiefs at the moment. Because when everyone else is going all in, they got a haul for Tyreek Hill. They didn't want to do his contract. But at the end of the day, there was a laziness there with Kansas City that we are in a, a perennial championship slash Super Bowl caliber team and they got rid of Tyreek Hill if he was on the field this week it makes their job a lot easier so that was the luxury that they had and they got rid of him so I think that if Tyreek Hill is on the field with the Kansas City Chiefs if they didn't just expect that they always get to these positions I think they're in a much better position I think it's something that hasn't been talked about but I do think the entitlement from Kansas City might come back look at the end of the day Andy Reid is still their offensive coordinator he's going to scheme up things but this Mahomes injury is definitely going to be helped by them having a good offensive line but it's going to be hindered by Tyree Kill not to be still being in the building Nikhil, staying on the, the Bengals' defense for a second, obviously, Leon Arumi done a crazy, crazy job last week against the Bills. The thing that stood out for me was it wasn't just like that one play, like blitz, 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 all like throughout the game. He switched it up. He used different plays. He used different players to get at Josh Allen. And more importantly, Josh Allen was not allowed the time uh, to move, to get plays, to make, you know, like sometimes in, in certain games down the stretch, you've seen Alan make runs of 10, 15, 20, 25 yards when he was panicking. He wasn't really allowed to do that last week because the defense just got at them. And you would expect Luana Rumo and this Bengals defense to go into Kansas City with a banged up Mahomes or whoever, you know, Chad Henney, whoever's playing a quarterback, most likely 99.9999999% Mahomes. But you, you would expect Anarumo to, to, to plan for Chad Henney, obviously, as well, just in case, because that could happen. You could see Mahomes go down in the first quarter. We we don't know how fit, how unfit he is. I would I, I would speculate if this is week four or week five, Mahomes wouldn't be playing this week, but it's the AFC Championship. So it, it is what it is. The thing that really got me, though, Mikhail, as I said, was just the flexibility and the style of this Bengals defense. They're really, really efficient. And I think if they're going to win on Sunday, yes, they, they've got a top, top caliber offense with some super players, but they really need to find a way to con- 
to keep this defense consistently um, up to grade. And if they can perform at 80 or 90% of how they performed in Buffalo, they've got a hell of a chance on Sunday, regardless how Patrick Mahomes plays. And he was just announced that he was a full participant in practice today, of course, as we speak. Yeah, but you see, you have to remember, I like Patrick Mahomes is one of those guys that he he'd literally have to have his leg to fall off for him to come out uh, to come out of the game. He's just so such a competitive guy, and there's there's pros and there's cons to that because obviously you're like, yeah, we want our best player out there. We don't want them being, you know, all you know, like I'm not like you know they want we want players to be strong and you know have the confidence in themselves and the passion to to keep playing, but we also kind of or like well you have to look after yourself first like we don't want you injuring yourself further like you're a person at the end of the day you know if this was like concussions we, we wouldn't even be having this discussion like he'd, he'd be out and there's nothing he could do about it but like I'm sitting here and I'm like how was I know I'm like we, you said we're no medical experts but I'm sitting here and like how was Jalen Hurts out for two games with a shoulder injury and Mahomes is seemingly going to be fine with a high ankle sprain. Like it, it just doesn't make sense to me. I'm just like, like I think it is because of the position they are in. Like I think it's because it's the AFC Championship game. They need Mahomes because if they don't have Mahomes, they lose that game. It's as simple as like where at least the Eagles, the injury happened to Hurts towards the end of the season where they had, you know kind of room for for him to you know rest and heal where kind of the Chiefs don't really have that opportunity with Patrick like they they need him to play to win this game and you know I'm looking at these teams I think a lot of people are talking about like are we talking about Patrick oh not Patrick are we talking about Joe Burrow as like where is he on the the quarterback scale like what number is he at and I think everyone can agree like I think he's number two like I think he's the second best quarterback after um Patrick Mahomes because he's just proved every single season he's been in the league that you know he can get it done he, he has the good stats you know he doesn't panic and you, you know I think and not only having Burrow like they they the Chiefs have uh, the Bengals have someone that can go toe to toe with Mahomes in Burrow but then you look at the other positions like okay maybe the Chiefs have the better offensive line but the Bengals still got to the Super Bowl with that terrible offensive line last year and they definitely have the better wide receiving core like they have Jamar Chase like they got um Boy, they got Higgins. They definitely they got Joe Mixon. You know, they definitely have the better offensive weapons than the Chiefs do. I feel like the only person that Mahomes can heavily rely on is Kelsey. And I definitely think Mark's right. Like I think the the, the Chiefs were lazy in a sense of kind of like, oh, we're not gonna we're gonna trade Tyree Kill. We're not gonna you know pay him. We're gonna trade him out. We're not gonna bring in like a top end receiver because like if the Bills can do that for Josh Allen with Stefan Diggs there's the the Chiefs have no excuse with with not bringing in like one of the best wide receivers in in the league and I, I feel like is Mahomes and the Chiefs gonna be kind of like a situation like Brady was in in up at New England are they gonna just give him mediocre wide receivers obviously except for Randy Moss but like is he gonna have mediocre wide receivers and just constantly have to rely on his tight end like the way Brady relied on Gronk I definitely think you know Mahomes like you said he's definitely a hundred percent not fully fit they can 
say in press conferences, you know, that like, yeah, like, you know, they can say all this in press conferences. Patrick can jog down the field. But at the end of the day, we all know he's not 100% fully fit. But I don't think they want the Bengals to know that because they know it'll give them confidence and they'll know they'll be blitzing them and trying to put Patrick under pressure because if his, he's a high ankle sprain, he's not running as well as he does. You know, that's just the end of the day. Like you saw him limping the last game. So they're I think they're just playing mind games at this point. They obviously don't want, you know, the Bengals to know how bad Mahomes is, if he is that bad. But you know, I obviously we want them to win on merit, the Bengals, but they won on merit last year. And I think even Mahomes was fully fit. I think the the Bengals are gonna give it to them on Sunday. You gave your pick away, Roddy. I like I like it. Um, I always the... do that. There's something wrong with me, I swear. <laughs> I um I guess to sort of clean up in this game or look at the NFC game. Um, the thing that impresses me about the Chiefs, and obviously as a fan of a team in the division, and I'm, you know I see them too much as it is. I take your point on board about Tyreek Hill and what happened last year, but they've they've still found ways to to build a a respectable, albeit workable, offense around Patrick Mahomes in the sense of you've obviously got the run game there, you've got Pache with McKinnon. But when you have Kelsey as that standout tight end slash wide receiver almost, but then you have Juju, Valdez Scantling. We haven't seen a lot of Sky Moore, to be fair now, obviously as a return man. There is such an argument here for, for all this talk about the Bengals, the Chiefs could come out on Sunday and they could still just find a way to get it done and then wrap Patty up in cotton wool for two weeks and go again. That It, it just stinks, that sort of game. And, am, and am I they're, wrong? They're, the defense as well just had a, essentially a tune-up game against the Jags, in which they did, you know, help big time in that game. Um, again, that was a replay of a game that had happened earlier in this season. And Steve Spagnuolo was obviously able to download the information that he'd seen earlier on in the year and adjust and bring something new. I mean, when you actually watch it, how he brought pe- pressure, it was kind of exotic, exotic enough in the beginning of the game that for the first whatever number of blitzes that he brought, it was a different player coming each time. And if he can confuse Joe Burrow and get, you know, pick up some sacks, disrupt that offense from the uh, Bengals. Yeah, like they could. Like, again, it's a toss-up game, really. I might as well give my pick now. I'm going with the Bengals. I love their um, offense. I love their de- But they could. You know, like you said, it has been extremely serviceable that they... Andy Reid there looking after the offense is going to be massive, etc., 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 that they could still do something. So um exciting game and gone Bengals. Uh, I'm really, really torn here. I said probably said Bengals the other day. Um I'm gonna say the Chiefs. I, I want the Bengals to be in the Super Bowl. The Bengals are the better team. I think they've got more weapons on the offense, and Anarumo's done an incredible job. It just stinks of Mahomes getting it done. It it it, it does. does. It, it does. does. And, you, and you know what? It even stinks of Mahomes getting it done. They're up by three in the third quarter, and he goes down. And Chad Henney comes in, and they still run the ball and win. That's what it stinks of. See, that, that really anyway. is the Chiefs' calling card. It's that no matter what they've been able to get the job done the last few years whether it's when they were supposed to lose to the Bills last year when it's with the banged up offensive line they were able to win against um in the AFC 
in 2021 you know even when they were close against the Browns a few years back they've been able to get it done from incredible positions within games they've been able to adjust like crazy so I just think that the injury it could change you know the the weight that um, is put on passes I do want to put one nugget out there before we move on um, I don't know if you've seen that the Chiefs lost Chris Lamons uh, practice squad cornerback Ooh. that they had elevated and had to and the Bengals picked them up I wonder was that a few mind games trying to get a bit of eat intel on the defense <laughs> <laughs> oh man i feel like we, we could talk about this game for hours that's the great thing about this weekend as we step on to the nfc now it's both games are such a toss-up and that's why i think this weekend is the best weekend in football because you can't call it um Michaela, obviously as we as i, I guess we'll start off with you here you know l- looking at this eagles niners game you'd be happy with either team going to the Super Bowl because uh, as a uh, as a neutral fan, because both teams have been really exciting on the offensive season, you know, for Brock Purdy to come in and play seven games and to play the seven games in the way that he has played it, albeit even that game against Dallas where he was not as good as he's been in the upper six, for him to be Rookie of the Year says an awful lot. Uh, for, sorry, for him to be nominated as one of the Rookies of the Year when Chris Olave wasn't nominated says an awful lot. Um this is a really, really intriguing game for me. And the thing that stands out for me, Michaela, is this is this Niners offense. How early can they click? Can Purdy find Kittle? Can he get Brandon Ayuk down the slot? That's the big question to make for me. The obvious thing, the obvious discussion point is always going to be CMC and give it to CMC. They need to look way beyond that for me in this game. It's returning. No touchbacks. Return the ball as far as you can. Try and get Ray Ray McLeod in as a WR2 into the game as well for the Niners. And then it's going to be on the defense to try and hold Jalen Hurts to as little as possible. I'm buzzing this is the early game, even though I'm going to watch both games, obviously. But I'm buzzing this is the early game because this, for me, um, is a shootout. I'll give my pick at the end. But, um, Jesus, Michaela, this is a, a serious game. Two serious teams incredible offenses for both teams and fantastic defenses for both teams. It's just going to be a really, really exciting game for fans, uh, regardless of which team you support. Obviously, you know, an Eagles fan, I'm obviously going to stick with my Eagles. I'm going to stick with my guy. I absolutely love and adore Jalen Hurts. I think he's a great man on and off the field. Um, But, you know, and I I think you got to remember, Jalen Hurts has the experience. Like, I know Brock Purdy was... um, you know, obviously the starter in his college and stuff like that. And but Jalen, I think I'm pretty sure didn't Jalen Hurts get didn't Tua take over from him at Alabama? But then when they were in the national championship game, one of them anyway, Tua got injured. Jalen had to come in. They end up winning the championship. Like he knows he, he's a winner. He he's our, he, he's won the highest thing you can in college. And um I I definitely think the it's so hard because when you look at the Chiefs and the Bengals, there's definitely situations where, you know, the 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 Bengals are better than the Chiefs at certain positions. And then, like, you know, the Chiefs are better than the Bengals at certain positions, offensive line being one, where it's kind of like you look at the 49ers and you look at the Eagles and they're literally nearly toe-to-toe, literally matched on every position. Like, the... Um, Obviously, wouldn't say quarterback, but you know, Brock Purdy's having a Cinderella season here. You know, Jalen Hurts is kind of having a Cinderella season, you know, with his MVP and stuff like that. And I definitely think Jalen's going to continue to have a very long career in the F uh, in the NFL. But like, you look at the other positions, okay, you look at you know, like receivers, you know, like we have AJ Brown, we got Devontae Smith, and then the Eagle, oh, not the Eagles, the, the 49ers obviously have Debo, they got CMC is even a receiver, they got Ayuk, so they're like 
I think we pit them out a little bit, but they're still like equally matched enough, you know. And then like obviously the 49ers, like you're you're talking about the two best probably defenses going up against each other. Like the I think what are the Eagles like third ever in the NFL for the amount of sacks they've gotten this season? Uh, but still people still reckon the 49ers are the best, and obviously they have the sack leader in Nick Bosa. So you literally you cannot pull them apart except for maybe you might go with the 49ers because it's Kyle Shanahan you know he's probably a bit more he's used to being in the big game with you know he's played against he's played in the big game and then we're kind of you look at the quarterback situation you're kind of like well obviously Jalen it's literally you could literally talk all night about this but it's very exciting I I think that game is definitely a lot closer than the Bengals and and the Chiefs um I think it's going to, I don't think it's going to be a shootout. I think it could be more like, you know, maybe the, the Bengals-Ravens scoreline, whatever that was. I know that was a, a bit close. I don't think it's going to be a Bills-Bengals scoreline where it's like 27-10. I think, you know, the defense is too good on the 49ers for the Eagles to put up a lot of points. And then I think Brock will kind of struggle in this game because it's a big occasion and, and stuff like that. But saying this as an Eagles fan... I would not mind if the 49ers pipped us to it and got to the Super Bowl because they're such a great team. The story is amazing that they have going with Brock Purdy. I love Christian McCaffrey. He's one of my favorite players and people from the league. So, you know, if they get to the Super Bowl, it wouldn't be hatred. It'd be fair play to them. The only thing I'd be upset about is if it was a Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers Super Bowl because it's literally a rematch from a couple of years ago. Well, let's talk about that game from a couple of years ago, Mark. February 2nd, 2020. I was at my mate's house having a few casual slugs, as Viper Higgins calls them, not realizing that in four or five weeks' time, the world was about to shut down uh, as we knew it for at least a year. Um, I think that's it's a huge thing to look at because uh, you had Debo, George Kittle, Cal Juszczak, um, to name a few. Guys that were there and guys that got so close on that, what we now refer in meme situations as the legacy drive by Jimmy Garoppolo, when you know, frankly, the Niners should have won that game. They like Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo should have won that Super Bowl for the Niners, and he didn't. Now, my question is this: Will that experience of being in these moments carry anything for a lot of these Niners players going into this game in Philly on Sunday? Because the atmosphere in Philly is one thing. Jalen Hurts had an incredible season. But none of that matters to Frigg the minute that clock hits 15 or 14.59 in the first quarter on Sunday because they have to go out and play and earn their place. Both teams have to. So who are you going to win? Or who are you picking to win on Sunday? Yeah, look, maybe that has more of an effect come the Super Bowl when there's the pageantry and all around the game. I personally don't believe in it. I think that like change has been made and, you know, like at the end of the day, was more on Jimmy G than anything else. Like, yeah, this game, it's it's obvious to say, but it comes down to offense versus defense on both sides. In terms of the 49ers, yeah, it's Brock Purdy that's in there now. It obviously isn't very important with disrupting him. You know, obviously the the offense breaks down if your quarterback isn't able to function. But what you have there, and rightly pointed out by Makeda, is this superior pass rush 
And I mean, hey, talk about like the defenses in this game are insane that anything could happen. But Brock Purdy, when Jonathan Gannon, the defense coordinator for the Eagles, is talking this week, he talks about the speed in which uh, Purdy is able to get the ball out. And part of that is the call Shanahan scheme that he is he's he's releasing the ball fast. So Jonathan Gannon head coaching candidate, he can show his real worth now if he's able to notify Kyle Shannon, take Kyle Shannon out of the game, make Brock Purdy the one that has to make the decisions, see where he goes with the ball. He hasn't really had to do that. Maybe last week was a better example of it against the Cowboys defense, and this is taking another step up, up again. So I want to see how Purdy is able to play on his own, if that's what you know it comes down to. That Eagles defense has talent scattered all over i mean they um have darius Slay in the back they have um reddick coming from the front but then if you flip it to the other way equally if you take jalen hurts out of the game we saw how the philadelphia eagles operated with gardner Minshew in there and again the 49ers probably the best defense in the league so far this year what makes their job harder is that they're going against this philadelphia offensive line that won't just allow them to create pressure i mean you have um the three, just like the Chiefs, you have the the three pro bowlers. You have Jason Kelsey, Leonard Dickinson, and Lane Johnson that would be protecting her. So it's not as easy as, say, break it down. But what they have been doing in the last few weeks is, even despite injuries in the secondary, you have had Lenore um, check in there. Chavarius Ward's been playing well the last number of years. Deshaun Gibson, um, Hufanga himself is a pro bowler at safety, that they do have the pieces, and that's why these... Um, the, certainly three teams, the Bengals, 49ers and Eagles, I think are the best rosters in the NFL this year. The The defense has the ability, but it starts with creating pressure up front and the Eagles haven't been allowing that all year. So again, it's, you know, I hate to break it down to if you take a quarterback out of the game, that's the ob- most obvious thing in the world. But these defenses are good enough. So it's like, let's see what happens then. I mean, the Eagles obviously are one of those teams that have so many options to throw to but then what do you do if you're the 49ers of Brock Purdy if there is pressure on them do you start to run the they have at least the 49ers the option to start running Debo Samuel on jet sweeps etc and then be using Christian McCaffrey they have the ability to change their offense on the fly a bit more not that the Eagles offense isn't talented or isn't able to change but I do think that Kyle Shannon has the ability to change more because of the pieces that they've put in I'm not going to call it gadgety it's just that it is a bit more of a unique offense that they have with the 49ers so I definitely think that it's super interesting for me. Like I'm, I've been with the 49ers now since, I guess since the beginning of the year, they were my pick from the beginning to win the NFC, even though the, the books Rams and Packers funny enough for uh, fancied more in the preseason to, to, to win it that I, I feel like I'm sticking with them. Maybe it's true stubbornness. Maybe it's, you know, I'm kind of, I'm lucky either way. I picked the 49ers to win it, but I love to see the Eagles. My brother's an Eagles fan. So, you know, when we're going over to the Super Bowl. I love that bit of excitement for myself. But I do think that the 49ers defense has been that good this year that it could disrupt Jalen Hurts that bit. And like I said, when we saw what Minshew was like, i.e. when the quarterback isn't firing on all cylinders, the Eagles defense or offense has struggled whereas we haven't seen a 49ers offense struggle for a good number of weeks right so you're picking the eagles no 49ers you're picking the niners why ignore me you're picking the niners michaela's picking the niners no she's not I was about to smack you. I was like, are you winding me up? I can't wait. Like, if the Niners win, I can't wait to get you on this podcast on Monday. I can't wait to hear your reaction. Just, I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> um, I, will li- I literally picked the Eagles at the start of the season, not 
knowing what their record was going to be. So this is huge for me to have, you know, the team I started supporting at the beginning of the season, possibly one game away from a Super Bowl. I am going to take the Eagles in a close one, uh, but yeah. I really am not confident with this selection. I'm, I look, if any of the four teams win, you've got a hell of a Super Bowl matchup because, like, genuinely, you have. You've got so many storylines, but more importantly, and obviously, the talent on each roster is stacked. Stacked. So I'm excited for it. I'm going to take the Eagles and I'm going to take the Kelsey Brothers meeting each other in the Super Bowl. Oh my I think, God. That'd I think be that's unbelievable. It'd be the first time it'd be done. Uh, no, two brothers haven't played opposite each other, which would be amazing. And going back to last year, their mother obviously went to the two games in one day. I don't know if she's doing that again this year. I don't know if it's even possible. Which, which, yeah, it was the same setup. She had to go from the, uh, Philadelphia to Kansas City last year. So she's able to do it. So I uh, expect that content incoming from her this year. Uh, funny exercise, just because you talk about the depth of these rosters, Michael. I did a little exercise for myself and I put the two rosters literally side by side, went on to airlads.com, took a screenshot, put them side by side. And it's, you know, if you wanted to do a pick them going right down through, you know, do you want, um, I suppose, your Nick Bosa or a Fletcher Cox or a Hassan Reddick versus a, a Kinlaw or whatever? Um, they are stacked throughout they and their set themselves could be two pro ball rosters. I think the Bengals are thereabouts as well in terms of their talent scattered throughout the field, which is just insane. But uh, if you want the nugget, I gave you a nugget for the first game. I give you a nugget for uh, this one. I don't know if you're aware that uh, Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts dueled before, and we got an absolute classic when they were in college yeah. a number of years ago. It was Iowa State playing Oklahoma. Oklahoma took a massive lead. I think it was 42-21 heading into the fourth quarter. And except for a failed two-point play at the very, very end of the game Purdy would have come back to win it by um 42 to 43 by a point which if we got the same and I look I hate looking at historical games to uh I hate even more that this week it's oh if Joe Burrow beats Mahomes again is he better than Mahomes they're not playing one another that's why we're talking about let's talk about the defense versus an offense not a quarterback versus a quarterback it's the most frustrating narrative going into a game I'm glad none on this podcast fell for it but uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, for real. I mean, I think there's other Irish podcasts that might do that. But um, yeah, I'm glad that um, the I'm glad that we have this matchup. I I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely think that these are the four best teams by a long way, and we're so blessed that we actually get these this matchup. Because you know, looking back, and uh, sorry, I'm going on here now, but you know, there has been upsets to get into an NFC AFC championship before. And we've been robbed of classic matchups as a result. And this 49ers-Eagles game, we talked about for weeks that we should hopefully get it. Bengals-Chiefs kind of in the same, not quite as strongly, but I'm glad um, I'm glad we're getting it either way. Any final comments, Michaela, as we round up here? I actually was thinking, could the 49ers have a little bit of a distraction because of the linebacker who got arrested um was it yesterday or today? I think that no, obviously, like, you know, every, I feel like piece to that 49ers team is very important. And even though, like, you know, his name may not be, you know, one you hear as often as Nick Boza, let's say, I still think, you know, could be a little bit of a distraction for the guys. So I wonder if that will play a part in the, in the game against the Eagles. I wonder if it will show a little bit. Let's see. Let's see what's going to happen. Uh, folks, 
eight o'clock on Sunday. Do not be watching Dancing with the Stars. At least recorded or something like it's a far, there's a far bigger game on uh, on Sunday. And who knows? Maybe Glenn might get a replay on Sunday. Mark will see. But more importantly, the AFC and NFC Championship games this weekend. Really appreciate your support uh, of Pro Football Ireland. You can follow us, follow me, Mark and Michaela as well. Uh, check out everything on at NFL Ireland. I will chat to you soon. Chat to you both on Monday. I enjoy the games. See you soon.